Hi, welcome to the Behave Yourself Podcast. I'm Becky. And I'm Brian. Yay. All right, now they know who we are. Oh, that's super. And you wanted to do a little pretentious thing about our credentials? Yeah, I think people should kind of know. I think I'd... it's annoying, but go ahead. That's great. I I have joy in causing you annoyance. <laughs> I'm a behavior analyst, and so is he. Really? No fucking way. Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, now everybody knows. Secrets out. Oh, don't tell anyone. Shh. Okay, so today, this is episode 4005. That's it? That's all our credentials? That wasn't so bad. I mean... I thought you were going to do a whole thing, you know, no. before each time they get up there in the uh, at the conferences, and they're like, this guy did some shit back in 1987, and you know... You're right. I yeah. don't listen to them no, when they say that. Nobody wants that. <laughs> You're like, congratulations. Yeah. You've written a research you paper. You have done stuff. Great. I haven't. Okay. Satiation. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, satiation. What does that mean? In short and sweet terms, it's too much of a good thing. Can you ever have too much of a good thing? I kind of think you can. I actually, I want to just dive right in and ask you a question. Go for it. Okay. In life in general, what... I forgot my question. Hold up. (laughs) Cut. I'm not cutting that. I'm going to leave that. I'm going to leave that for everybody to uh, see. My brain. Okay. <laughs> in life in general, uh-huh. is it an issue if you have too much of a good thing? Like too much food? Uh-huh. Yes. Too many drugs? Yes. Too much watching TV? It's all it's all an issue. Yeah. Okay. Okay, great. My my question for you is if you don't have satiation just in general in your life, does that lead to addiction? Uh, okay, let me consider what you're asking. So if you if you don't have satiation, yeah, you're then if you don't you're asking if you don't get to a point of satiation, mm-hmm. then you just keep doing it forever, right? right? So Is if you don't a- get if you don't get to a point where let, let's say with heroin right people right. don't get satiated on heroin right you They're keep like, doing it give me and then give it's an addiction gambling mm-hmm. right people don't get uh satiated they they keep doing more and more so yeah it's a problem we satiation can be a good thing if it's uh if it's curbing our negative behaviors i think right. yeah i think it would be really interesting if somebody did some kind of research on real life lack of satiation because I've encountered people in lots of walks of life that you recognize that, oh, they're never going to stop or it's going to be like a really bad battle in order to get them to discontinue whatever that, that thing is, whether it's drugs, alcohol, et cetera. Obviously, we cannot um, diagnose somebody with addiction, but I just thought it might be an interesting thought. If you have a lack of satiation, does that lead to stalking? I don't know. I don't want you to think I'm not listening, but I'm really focused on my posture here because a couple of people told me I had really bad posture. So I'm trying to, oh. trying to be like a big, tall sit-up guy. Oh. I know, I know you're saying a bunch of stuff, but I just... You know, I'm going to raise my the microphone. Vi- the visual might be more important here. We need taller tables. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's part of it. Um, yeah, I think that satiation is natural. And it, it comes up in a lot of ways. With our, with our clientele, it comes up with things like the iPad. Right. They, they play five hours on the iPad and then we get there and we try to use the iPad as a reinforcer and it mm-hmm. doesn't work because yeah. they're satiated. 
right? Yeah. Um, what what I wanted to talk about also is um, satiation with uh, sex and marriage and mm-hmm. people not getting boners anymore. Oh, that seems like it's a big problem. Right. According to TV commercials, which I don't watch anymore. <laughs> you don't watch this, the commercials no, or I, TV? I, I pay extra money so I don't get access to commercials. That's how they get you. They, it's worth every penny. Okay. Then you don't see the boner commercials? I don't because I don't really care about erectile dysfunction. So let's say... <laughs> you. <laughs> no offense if you have erectile dysfunction. Um... I guess you don't have erectile dysfunction. Mm, never had Never it. had a problem? No. No? Okay. Lack of penis is the problem. <laughs> that is, you know, maybe one day you'll get satiated, but... Maybe. So here's what we do, right? We have uh, monogamy, or at least we, Some people we, do. Pretend yeah. to, we pretend to have monogamy a lot of times. Yeah. But then you, uh, you have sex with the same person uh-huh. on a regular basis yeah. for 40 years. Yeah. And then you have a, a medical problem if you can no longer get get an erection. Yeah. So as part of that monogamy that, you know, I wonder if they, if they, if they tested it with, so here's, here's a 60 year old man who's yeah. been having sex with the same woman for the last 40 years mm-hmm. and he can no longer get an erection. Mm-hmm. And then they said, all right, we're going to test something. And they bring in a, a new lady. Okay. Would he then get a boner or would he still have the same problem? So is the problem that, the man mm-hmm. in that scenario or the woman, you know, because uh-huh. same thing, but, uh, but she doesn't have to get erect. So, but it, but it would be the same situation in terms of, uh, satiation and desire. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is it a medical problem within the person or is it satiation? That is something to ponder on. I've been because- pondering. Because if if they did that experiment and they brought in a new woman and congratulations, you have a boner, <laughs> uh-huh. like I'd be punching my husband in the face. Right. What's what's next after that? Yeah. Right. No one's going to volunteer for this no! re- research study. <laughs> it sounds like you really need to go to marriage counseling and really work your shit out. Find out why your relationship isn't causing you to get a boner. Well, I'm because it's 40 years of the same thing. It's I five, mean, five straight hours of the iPad. You don't need a sixth hour. They always think they do. <laughs> <laughs> I could argue both ways. I I think it's probably more of a medical need because men's testosterone drops. Mm-hmm. I'm not a medical doctor. And you don't have a penis. And I don't have a penis. That so I, that I know of. I'm not an expert on penises, but <laughs> <laughs> I have one and I'm still not an expert on them. I, I think a lot of medical doctors don't talk enough about how hormones affect our body. They mm-hmm. just, we're a society that pushes pills. So we're going to give you a pill that's going to help you okay. in the boner factory. But I think, didn't um, those ED medications start off as like to help you with blood pressure or something? Some of them, yeah. So... And then people were just getting boners all over town. So, can <laughs> so you they imagine? Said, okay, let's. We, there's another thing here. <laughs> can you can you imagine? I'm going to participate in a research study <laughs> for blood pressure, and then I have an erection that lasts six hours. That would be a problem. That would definitely be a problem. Yeah, that would be a problem. 
But I think people don't talk enough about hormones and how they change as you get older. So is monogamy a problem? For some people, sure. I'm not saying it's a problem. <laughs> For some people, don't, sure. Don't, I don't want the viewers to think I think monogamy is bad. He I, hates monogamy. <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm the worst. I'm just asking a satiation. This episode is about satiation, where you have right. too much of a thing and then you don't want it anymore. So after 40 years of uh-huh. banging the same people, mm-hmm. and then we say, well, there's a problem because you're not into it anymore. Maybe you're just bored. Or maybe you're just old as fuck. <laughs> Can it be both? I don't know. I've never asked my grandmother if they're still banging. That's a weird question. All right. Well, then you're never going to know the answer. Maybe I should. Hold on. Let's call my grandma. The other thing is um, response effort, right? Mm -hmm. We were going to talk about that. Yeah. And response effort is basically how much you put in for how much you get back. Yeah. (laughs) Always with the innuendos here. I'm trying to have a serious conversation here. And you, you're just doing sexual innuendos. I can't. You, we were just talking about boners. How can you not? I, I, I would never talk about boners. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. So Lies. response, response cost. I mean, response effort yeah. means is the amount of effort you're yes. putting in. Thank you. Is, is it worth what you're getting back in return? Right. Is the juice worth the squeeze? Right. So we love money. Yeah. Would we work eight hours a day for... One dollar? No. No. Or pizza. No. Neither one. No. Would we work eight hours a day for $10,000? Yes. So. (laughs) Where do I get that job? (laughs) You don't. It's hypothetical. Okay, fine. Whatever. Most jobs are somewhere in between $1 and $10,000 a day. So you can get one of those. But the point is, same category of reinforcement. Yeah. But the response effort is not worth eight hours of work if you make one dollar but it's worth it if you make ten thousand dollars so you're you're doing the same thing and the returns are much greater Mm -hmm. response effort is huge in in terms of what we were talking about with the uh ipads yeah it's a very common thing with our clientele because we have the ipads they if they use them for five hours Mm -hmm. working to get another half hour is not worth it. No thanks. If they don't have it the whole day, yeah, then it might be worth it. How can we apply this? The point is that satiation is important. It exists. It does exist. And when it doesn't exist, it's a problem. Mm-hmm. But also, sometimes when it exists, it's a problem. It depends on what it is, right? Yeah. Satiation in marriage, bad. Satiation with heroin would be good. Then you'd stop doing heroin. But obviously, that's not how it works. So how do we apply this to our clientele? And even even aside from our clientele, but teaching people out there about their own behaviors and actions? I think it's always, if we're going to talk first about our own behaviors and actions, that's the direction I'm going, by the way. Welcome. Uh, I think we just need to look at how things are going in our life and if you are continuing to be and do the exact same thing every single day then your life is going to get boring and you're going to get sad and depressed and you're going to cry hopefully (laughs) (laughs) then you you release the hormones and you feel better so you need to mix it up yeah you need to mix it up otherwise you become you know stationary and 
you sit on the couch and you watch TV and you don't have hobbies or friends probably. What if they like that? I think it gets old. Eventually you'll watch all the things on Netflix. I don't think and you, then I what? don't think you <laughs> I think you, you can endlessly watch, but but I get the point. But is in that case we can ask the question is it is that bad? If someone wants to sit there and watch Netflix all day and they have a happy life doing it, who are we to say no? I mean, to each his own, but I think they're lying to themselves if they think their life is happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Becky thinks your life sucks. Your life probably sucks. <laughs> I don't you care just... if you think you're happy. <laughs> <laughs> you think you're happy? That's hysterical. Yeah. So, so what I think is that we should recognize what it is. Mm-hmm. We should recognize satiation and response effort. And you mentioned before deprivation which is basically the opposite of satiation. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have it enough, so you want it more. Mm-hmm. If you have 14 cheeseburgers, you're mm-hmm. going to be satiated and yes. feel terrible. Yes. But if you don't eat for 20 days, you're going to be deprived and feel terrible. Mm-hmm. So we need to use these, and, and most of us do without realizing it, right? We're not cognizant of what we're doing, but our body tells us time to eat or, mm-hmm. or you've, you've eaten too much, things, things like that. But in terms of motivation to form relationships, to make money, to pursue a career. Um, to be a cog in the machine. Got it. To, to be a cog in the machine. If that's what you want to do, that, you know, that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. So we, we need to be aware of these and use them to our advantage however we can with our clients it's way more obvious because they're only going to work or improve learn things as much as motivation allows them to Mm -hmm. and if we don't keep them motivated then it's all going to be a failure right so if they don't ever get the reinforcer Mm -hmm. and they're deprived forever then it won't work if they get the, I'm say reinforcer, obviously it wouldn't be a reinforcer in this scenario, but the, the intended reinforcer, then if they just get it all the time, then it also won't be effective. Mm-hmm. So too much or too little is bad. You have to find the right amount. Mm-hmm. How do you coach people on doing that in a session? How do you coach a RBT or BT? I guess it depends on the age of the client and how far how far along they are, how how long they've been in sessions. I would think that we do uh, preference assessments, and mm-hmm. the rate of that it can vary significantly. If you have if you have a three year old child who is nonverbal, is two weeks into the program, you're going to be doing preference assessments every few minutes mm-hmm. and see what they want and and usually you can tell because if they if they don't want it anymore then their body language their actions will will tell you right they, they don't they won't reach for it they'll they'll stop interacting with it yeah right if you if you put down four toys and they pick one up and they start playing with it you can assume that they're still interested in it mm-hmm. and i would use that and then you do it again they pick the same toy. They keep picking the same toy. So then at some point, you just use that toy. Mm-hmm. After a while, maybe they stop going to that toy or instead of playing with it for a full 30 seconds, they play with it for three seconds. And you say it's it's losing its reinforcing yes. value at this point. So that's how I would do it there. Other clients that are older, more self-sufficient, verbal, sometimes 
a preference assessment could happen once a week, right? Where they, they have to have a certain, a good day at school every day or, or something like that, or get, have a checklist of things that they have to cross off. And if mm-hmm. they do it, then they earn something. Mm-hmm. And you could just ask them what they want. Yeah. But the simplest way <clears throat> to avoid satiation is to use a generalized reinforcer. I'm dying, so I'm going to take some water here so I don't die. You say stuff now. Your drinking water makes me want to drink water. I told you to say stuff, and you didn't say stuff. Okay, I'm back from the dead. Okay, welcome. I think the easiest way to avoid satiation is generalized reinforcement. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'll explain that for whoever's listening that doesn't know what it is. It's basically money. Things that can never lose their value because you can apply it to anything you want. In our... In our field, we use token boards, token mm-hmm. economy, and it's the, it works the same as money. So maybe the child has a, a list of reinforcers that, that they want, mm-hmm. and they could work for candy or iPad time or 10-minute break in the, in the backyard, whatever, whatever it might be. And if you use that one item or activity over and over again, people get satiated, right? If I, if I just have tacos every single day, mm-hmm. I get satiated. But money is generalized because once I get bored of the tacos, I can go buy burgers Mm -hmm. or whatever else I want to eat. So money is obviously it's the key to our society. We we built a whole world around it. But money, token economy, these things, they don't lose their value. And it's a it's a really good way to avoid satiation, because as soon as the the intended reinforce the reinforcer or the reward is not valuable anymore and the response effort makes it so that we don't care to try hard to get this. Mm-hmm. Well, if you have a generalized reinforcer like money, we still do it, right? We still go to work every day mm-hmm. because the money's there and we can pay rent with the money. We can pay our car insurance. We can buy food. We can go to the bar and get drunk. What, whatever you want to do with the money, you can do it. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I coach people on a lot in regards to satiation, because as adults working with children, we assume children always want items, but to really examine the function of their behavior and determine what will also act as a reinforcer that meets their needs for their behavior. So if a kid's demonstrating attention-seeking behavior, they're looking for a connection. They want you to interact with them. So their tokens can be used to pay for any kind of hangout time or whatever. The same for escape. Then they get a coupon for not doing the work or taking a break or whatever. So a lot of times adults are like, let me give them a toy. But oftentimes, even with our young kids, they don't know how to play with the toy. So then it's increasing the response effort. And they're like, why Why would I exchange these, these monies? to participate with a toy I don't know how to play with, but it makes sound and that looks cool. So that may also cause a decrease in their enjoyment of that said activity. Just a thought. Oh, I like it. That's good. And then sometimes in that scenario, we give them a toy and they put it in their mouth and then we take it away. Right. So what did that, you know, you gave them a two second reward and then they played with it incorrectly because we didn't teach them how to play with it. Mm-hmm. And now it's not a reward anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was never a reward to begin with i will say from my experience the hardest in terms of 
response effort mm -hmm. in our in our field uh, for the kids. I've seen toilet training mm -hmm. and exposure to new foods, different textures and things like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying this is for everybody. I'm saying for, for the individual children who struggle with this, this is what I have found to be the most difficult to find a balance between response effort and reinforcer. Uh, because the response effort is so hard, especially for the food. I mean, so I've seen kids have a really hard time with certain textures or foods or, um, and there is sometimes you feel like there is nothing that's going to mm -hmm. be, be strong enough to overcome this. Mm -hmm. So th those are two really difficult things in our field. And, um, we do have specialists who work on, on those types of things too, because of that, which is good. Absolutely. So what, what would you suggest that we do if we notice that, the kids we work with are becoming satiated. So if you're working with a kid, you test out, they pay for their reinforcement time with token board, mm -hmm. for example, points, whatever you're using, you give it to them and they're like, no, give them options. No, thanks. Yeah. That's an easy one. So easy. Oh, you were setting me up for an easy question. No. Just, just so I feel really special. Yeah. Yeah. I got you're it. So special. I got it. <laughs> uh, I think also when we work with kids, we forget they're tiny humans and they have thoughts and feelings too. And just because they chose something in the beginning, they're allowed to have an opinion and change their mind. Because many times I wake up in the morning and I'm like, you know what? Today I'm going to make ceviche for dinner. And then it comes to dinner time and I'm like, no, fuck that ceviche. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> oh no. Sounds great. Is it, it Italian? It is delicious. No, it's not. What is it? It's like little pieces of, I make mine with shrimp. Shrimp and. I like shrimp. And uh, cucumber and onion and avocado and tomatoes. And it's like all soaked in some huh. lemon juice. Sounds great. And yeah, scoop it up with chips and eat it. I have a hard time with cooking because of the response effort. <laughs> See? It's, See? I, I spend 45 minutes cooking something and then I eat it in two and a half minutes. Yeah. It's very difficult for me. But um, when other people cook it and I eat it, oh, that's fantastic. You feel, you feel joy? <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. I think that's how my family feels. <laughs> See, the response effort in swiping my credit card and getting food, mm -hmm. much, much greater than, yeah. Yeah. or much less than the... Uh, cooking myself and then doing the dishes and oh, it's a whole thing. That's why my sink is full of dishes because I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's uh, good information about satiation. You have anything else that you want to tell the people? As I always tell you, think critically about what you're doing. Don't fall into habits when it, in regards to satiation with our clients. We always want to mix it up, make sure they're able to access some kind of reinforcement for completing their activity. Ideally, we can move them towards more internal joy of doing the things, doing it in order to complete it. Because in life, people aren't, yes, you get money for a job, but in life, people aren't going to be like, yay, you wiped your butt. <laughs> you don't have a cheerleader for that? No. You don't have a wipe your butt guy in the bathroom? That would be excellent, but no. Nobody cheers for me. First time I saw a bathroom attendant, I thought, you know, that's, that's what's that's what's going down yeah yeah they yeah, hand you a warm surprised. towel a mint 
Yeah. And, and that's, it. that's it. I I was under a different impression. They're in there to be Very like, disappointing. go, Brian, go, go, Brian, go. <laughs> and that's your reward. That would you, be. You go, you get out and you get a little spritz spritz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's your reward. It's the strangest thing. But just remember that when working with kids, they we eventually need to move them towards if they have the skill set towards being able to be reinforced for the completion of whatever life skill mm-hmm. it is. You wash your hands so they're not dirty anymore. Right. Intrinsic value. Yes. That kind of a thing. But we as a society rely a lot on tangible reinforcers and not all of, all of our kids are reinforced by those items given. That's true. So really examine the function of your kid's behavior and make sure the reinforcement that they're receiving also matches that because if they're able to gain attention or escape or whatever um, freely through their day, they're not going to be seeking it out and you won't see those maladaptive behaviors. So I think, I think that's important. And the, uh, the main thing for me in terms of this would be uh, if you're talking about a client clientele, Mm -hmm. uh, it's training the parents on this Yeah, because nothing we do will matter if the child has the reinforcer all day. It will not be a reinforcer. It will just be an item. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have to get the parents on board. And, and that's not always easy because parents are busy. They have stuff to do. And sometimes it's a problem to restrict certain items. And parenting is hard. Parenting is exhausting. I, I guess I don't know, but it sounds hard. Yeah. I see it from afar. <laughs> <laughs> it it's looks very job. difficult. It's a hard job. I mean, look at you. It's like very difficult parenting right now. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, so you gotta, you gotta train the parents because if you're using something as a reward Mm -hmm. intended to be a reinforcer Mm -hmm. and they have it all day or even just before you get there, really, uh, that's going to mess with your whole program. Yeah. It won't be worth it to the kid. They'll be like, why do this for you? And I can just have it later. Exactly. I get it. And they're right. (laughs) I get it. I a hundred percent would be that way. And then for those of you who are listening just to change your own behavior, just uh, recognize your satiation mm-hmm. and your response effort. Take things you've learned today, yeah, and use them. And don't don't be afraid to ask for help from from us. I mean, you could ask for help from us, but I I don't think I would be very helpful. <laughs> I think you should ask ask for help from somebody that could assist you therapy wise. You're talking about the boner thing now. No, that would be a a medical doctor. I think you went back to the boner thing. Go seek. If you have boner problems, please seek a medical attention. Yeah, you had an underlying thing there about, you know, with the marriage. I I see what you're doing there. But. we moved on from this. Never. All right. Okay. All right. Do the outroduction thing. Okay. Um, And remember. (laughs) (laughs) What are we supposed to do? I forget every time. Oh, yeah. I was supposed to do it. Oh, that's right. I was supposed to get your shit together. Go. Sorry. Sorry. I left my shit was not together. Okay. Well, that's all for today. And remember, behave behave yourself. yourself.